Blog Talk Radio. Good morning, this is Sean Cleveland with the Regeneration X. I just want to send out blessings to all who can hear my voice, to you and to all of your family. I pray the Lord's blessings be upon you today and always, and that you are walking his power and his might of his salvation through the blood of his son, Yeshua Jesus, and be filled with his spirit overflowing that you may know the power of the Most High. Amen. Well, today here in the United States, in the state of Ohio, (laughs) it's Sunday morning, and we're celebrating Palm Sunday. And Palm Sunday is the day that we celebrate the triumphal entry of the Messiah into Jerusalem. And I'm going to speak on that, but, um, <clears throat> you know, I, I think about what our Savior did for us and how he made a triumphal entry into my life personally, came, and he died, and he rose again. And on a day in August, he made a triumphal entry into my life. And my life has never been the same. I've had my battles. I've had victories. I've had defeats. But he's always been there for me. By him, the Most High God, my Holy Father, my Abba, has been with me, cared for me, loved me, And I love him because he first loved me. The word says in Romans, he he loved us even when we were yet sinners. So the triumphal entry spoken of in scriptures was a great day, but also the great day when he triumphantly entered into my life is my greatest day. Came to know him as Lord, and he called me son. That's a beautiful, beautiful thing, and I am meditating on that today as well. And he is still making triumphal, triumphant entries into lives today and always until the end of time. And there's many people that I know and love and people that I know who <laughs> aren't my most favorite people in the world, but he wants to make a triumphal entry into all their lives. So every man, woman, and child that walks the face of the earth is her desire to enter into their lives as well as he has done for me. And I praise him for that. So today we'll honor Palm Sunday and we'll honor the triumph of the Lord entered into the lives of the lost. We're going to start reading now in Matthew chapter 21, verse 1. Now, when they drew near to Jerusalem and came to Bethphage at the Mount of Olives, then Jesus sent two disciples, saying to them, Go into the village opposite you. And immediately you will find a donkey 
side in a colt with her. Loose them and bring them to me. And if anyone says anything to you, you shall say, the Lord has a need of them. And immediately he will send them. All this was done that it might be fulfilled, which was spoken by the prophet, saying, Tell the daughter of Zion, Behold, your king is coming to you, lowly and sitting on a donkey, a colt, the foal of a donkey, and did as Jesus commanded them. They brought the donkey and the colt, laid their clothes on them, and set him on them. And a very great multitude spread their clothes on the road. Others cut down branches from the trees and spread them on the road. And the multitudes who went before and those who followed cried out, saying, Hosanna to the son of David. Blessed is he who comes into the name who comes in the name of the Lord. Hosanna in the highest. And when he had come into Jerusalem, the city was moved, saying, Who is this? So the multitude said, This is Jesus, the prophet from Nazareth, Nazareth of Galilee. The Lord is coming to Jerusalem. And as you know, it's coming time for Passover where he will be the ultimate Passover lamb where he will sacrifice his life be crucified he will be buried in the tomb and rise again the time of his death is at hand but before that he comes in a great triumphal procession of the people riding on a donkey a colt and the people are laying their clothes out on the road as he's coming in. This is a sign of they're acknowledging his, his kingship. They're honoring him. And some go to the palm trees and cut down the palm branch, why we call it Palm Sunday. And they laid the palms down also on the road for their king, their Messiah, to walk over. And they start yelling, Hosanna to the son of David. That's just such a powerful scripture there. Hosanna to the son of David. They knew this was the Messiah, their coming king. And there's a a lot of symbolism in there that some may not understand. The reason why Jesus sent the disciples to get the donkey and the colt for him to ride on, it symbolized symbolized that he was coming in a a lowly, in a humble state by riding these animals because if he was coming as a warrior king, for at, at this point, he wasn't coming as a conqueror. He was coming as the Passover lamb, lowly, ready to be sacrificed. So he did not come in on a horse. Those riding in on a horse usually were coming for war, to conquer. A king coming on a horse meant he was coming to overthrow the the rulers and the people. But the Lord was not coming as a conqueror. He will return as a mighty conqueror in the second coming. But here, when he's coming to the city, he's on the donkey because he's coming in lowly, humbly, 
as a sacrifice for us. He's going to take on the sins of all humanity from the time of David to the very last person who will ever exist to be born. He took upon the sins of man, and he was coming to do this. So he was coming in a lowly estate, not as a king, but as a lamb, a sacrifice. So he came in humbly. And when they put the palms down on the ground, the palms in those times represented peace and victory. For now, the king of peace was coming in, and he was going to be victorious over death itself and sin itself for our sake. Palm branches are representing first. He's going to bring us peace that surpasses all understanding, not meaning that we won't have any more troubles, but that he will give us peace even in the midst of trouble and he will give victory over sin and death itself by his sacrifice. And the people yelled out, Hosanna, son of David. The word Hosanna literally means to save, to help, or savior. So they were acknowledging that he was the faith to give them salvation, to deliver them. This is the king of salvation. He was bringing, he's come to help us. He's come to save us. He is the savior. So when they were crying out, Hosanna, they were crying out, savior, help us, son of David. And so he makes a triumphal entry into Jerusalem. And the city's like, who is this? They say, this is the prophet Jesus, Nazareth, Nazareth of Galilee. So the people knew that this day, a Savior had entered in to their city, the city of Jerusalem, the city of David. The Lord had come, and he will come again. He will descend upon the Mount of Olives in Jerusalem. So this is the first time that he has come, and he is fulfilling prophecy of his coming, and, it's, and he's foreshadowing his second coming. Time he will come as a mighty conqueror, a mighty warrior king, and he will defeat all things. Death will be cast away forever. The enemy himself, Satan, will be defeated forever. Sin will be defeated forever. And his children will be free to walk in the glory of the Father and see him for who he is for all time and eternity. This is such a glorious, glorious thing that is happening here. So the Lord has come in to the city of David, and the people are honoring him, their Savior, their King. The help, the one who would send the helper will go to the Father and he will send another one like him also. The Holy Spirit, the Ruach HaKadosh, shall come also and make an entry into our lives. This powerful moment, and we celebrate that today, this Palm Sunday here, can take the time now for those of you who know him, And remember when he made a triumphal entry into your own personal life, 
that day that he came to you by the power of the Spirit. And you said to him, Hosanna. You may have not said those exact words, but you knew your Savior had come to you this day. He had come to deliver you, to bring you peace and victory, came to help and to save. And now you can stand there today as a child of the Most High God because of what our Messiah did for us, Yeshua, the son of David. Hosanna. We cry today, Hosanna. For all those who do not know him, it is time to cry out, Hosanna, that you may know him, that he may make that triumphal entry into your life that you may have that peace and victory, that you may be saved. If you do not know him, now is the time. Do not not neglect such a great salvation. Hosanna, he has come to save. For all those who do not know him, he is ready to make a triumphal entry into your life. And if you just stop right now, if you do not know him, receive him, open your heart, cry out to him, and he will pour out his spirit upon you and cover you in his blood, and you will be his child. They've sanctified to depart for his glory, and you will start a great, great adventure in your own life. Oh, my Lord, have mercy upon us. Hosanna, salvation to the people who do not know you or hear my voice now. Hosanna, save them, Lord, for you have brought salvation unto the earth. Come into your life, make that triumphal entry, and bring salvation, peace, and victory. This is what I pray over you if you do not know him. And I ask of you, receive of the Lord, receive of his spirit. Hosanna, son of David. Amen. But the Lord has given unto us now a great task. Only he can save. But we have been given a task to tell the people of his salvation. But when he came, he came to reconcile all mankind to the Father. That is true salvation. We are reconciled back to the Father. Those who were lost are now found and restored. And this is just a little little pet peeve of mine when I hear people say, I found the Lord. And I'll look at them and say, When was he lost? We are the ones who are lost. He is seeking to find us in our sin, to bring us back out of darkness. The shepherd has come looking for the lost sheep. Amen? Just had to say that. But he's come to reconcile, to restore us to the Most High. But now he has given us 
a ministry. Spoken on this before, the ministry of reconciliation. That we may tell the people that we are all in need of salvation. For there is no one who was born that has not been born in sin. And let us remember that when we're ministering to people, don't get all high and mighty. Oh, you know, good sinner, you need the Lord. You need to be so sanctified and uh, uh, so glorious like me. You're, you were born a sinner just like everybody else. Get over yourself. You need a salvation just like everybody else. If it's not for the Lord and by the power of his spirit, where would you be lost? So don't look down on people who, who haven't come unto salvation. You're not there to criticize. You're there salvation and the Savior, that they may meet him personally and receive of his salvation. There are too many people I hear, they get saved and they act like they never spend a day in their life and they just look down on people and, and they're critical of them and they put them down and they don't think they deserve salvation. You know what? None of us deserve salvation. We all deserve eternal damnation. But the Father loved us and still loves us that he sent his most precious son to die for us, that we could put on his righteousness, not our own, which is like filthy rags. And I'll just say a little little thing here. When that scripture says like filthy rags, it was literally meaning when a woman has her time in the month, in those days they would take napkins, rags, and use those. Today they have tampons, but back then they used these rags. And so it was like a used tampon, to be honest, not to offend anyone. That's what our, that's what our righteousness is like, that filthy rag that the women used back then. So that tells you what your righteousness is. It's something you throw out. Is no good. Is disgusting. But we take on his righteousness when we accept him, and he covers us. He is righteous. And the Lord sees his righteousness upon us when we receive the Lord of our salvation. So don't get all high and mighty and think you're all that. Because you deserve eternal damnation just like the next person, but you can receive salvation just like the next person. So we've been given this, the ministry of reconciliation. I'm going to read in 2 Corinthians chapter 5, starting in verse 18. Now all things are of God, who has reconciled us to himself through Jesus Christ and has given us the ministry of reconciliation. That is, that God was in Christ reconciling the world to himself, not imputing their trespasses to them, and has committed to us the word of reconciliation. Now then, we are ambassadors for Christ as though God were pleading through us. We implore you on Christ's behalf, be reconciled to God. For he, for he made him who knew no sin to be sin for us, that we might become the righteousness of God in him. So the Lord was doing the work of reconciliation. 
and now he's given us that ministry, but it's still him doing the work through us as he did through his son, Yeshua Jesus. He reconciled the world to himself through his son, and now he continues to reconcile the world to himself through us, his children, giving us this ministry and the word of reconciliation to speak, that we implore the people to be reconciled unto the Lord on his behalf, that they would become the righteousness of God in him. You cannot be, excuse me, you cannot be righteous outside of the Lord. It's impossible. Once again, our righteousness is like your filthy rag. So now, in him, we are made righteous. In him alone. Because the Father made the Son who knew no sin to become completely sin for us. That he took that sin down into that tomb. And when he rose again in his resurrected body, that sin stayed down. So he paid the price that we could come back to the Lord because we couldn't pay the price. It was too big of a price, too heavy. And all we could do was die and be damned. But the Messiah paid the ultimate price for us and rose again. And through him, we have the newness of life. We have righteousness in him. And we call out to him, Hosanna, for he has saved us. And he is still saving today but we have become his ambassadors of reconciliation. And now he speaks through us. He moves in us and through us. And he's given us this ministry. He's given us his word. He's given us his spirit that we may move in power on his behalf. That's what an ambassador does. An ambassador represents someone else. They do not represent themselves. That happens a lot today also. I got to have a big ministry so everybody can come and hear me preach and think that I'm the greatest and everybody can just throw money at me and everybody wants me to pray for them. They're buying my books, my CDs. They want to see me on TV, hear me on radio. I have a big ministry. There's only one ministry, and that's the ministry of reconciliation, and that is the ministry of the Lord through us. It's him speaking, performing the miracles, performing the acts of salvation. All your gifts you have are byproducts of the Holy Spirit within you. They're not of yourself. Samson thought his strength was himself uh, was in of himself until the Lord took his hand off Samson, and Samson was defeated because the strength was gone because the strength, sorry to disappoint you, his strength did not come from his hair. It came from the Lord. His hair, long hair, was just a sign of covenant. And so if the Lord takes his hand off you, you have no giftings, no power. We need him to do everything we do. And we're doing it on his behalf because we're his ambassador. So get over yourself. Kill that pride. Kill that arrogance. You're doing what you're doing because the Lord is working in you and through you and imploring imploring the people to come to him through us. 
we, his ambassadors, we, his children. We honor the Father that others may cry out, Hosanna, because through us he is making entry into many lives, into many cities, into many states and nations. He comes in triumphantly. He was on a donkey, a colt, but now he is upon us. And how lowly is that? What made it the dust of the ground? But he made us righteous. And he makes his triumphal entry in us and through us. And the people can still cry out, Hosanna, not to us, but to him. Because he's the one that saves. We cannot save. We can tell people of the Savior and his salvation. But he is the one that saves. For in him is the help. In him is the saving grace that all man needs. Hosanna and the highest. Hosanna, son of David. Hosanna, son of the living God. He has come. And he comes in triumph. In peace and victory. In humility. To bring salvation. And not only will he bring salvation to us in the spirit where we are born again, reconciled to the Lord, but he will bring, he will bring salvation in our lives as in our relationships. And I really understood that this past few days I've been going through things and remembering hurtful things and harsh things, even in my own family that I dealt with growing up and I was in such a bad place, and the Lord reminded me that he has come as Hosanna, the helper, the Savior. He says, I I will do the work, Sean. You cannot restore your family, but I can through you restore those relationships. He will restore the hearts of the people. He will restore children to mothers and fathers. He will restore fathers and mothers to children. He will restore husbands and wives back to each other. He will restore friendships. He will restore things that have been lost. And he will restore our past and our present. Restore our health. He will restore our mind, our soul. He will restore the nation, even unto Israel, the apple of his eye. He will be Hosanna for all people and all things, the one who helps and saves, the Savior, the Son of David, the Son of the living God. And we honor that triumphal entry today. And Father, I thank you for sending your Son that he so triumphantly entered into my life. And I thank you. And I praise you. And I cry out, Hosanna. And I thank you, Lord. I thank you. Let him be that salvation in your life. Cry out, Hosanna. Hosanna. Thank you, Lord. 
Thank you for listening today. This has been Sean Cleveland with Regeneration X. As always, you can find me on Facebook, Sean Cleveland, and you can tell me at regenerate07 at yahoo.com. Once again, Hosanna, son of David. Such a glorious thing. Such an awesome Lord. Be blessed. Be saved. I love you all. God bless.